Adam, welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you come from Internet Fusion. Um, could you tell us a bit about you and your business, please? Yeah, of course. Um, Internet Fusion is a group of online retailers um, that operate in majority outdoor sports. Um, so we have uh, Surf Dome, which is um, uh, mountain sports and ocean sports, action sports. Um, we have Dirt Bike Bits, which is a, a motocross website. Um, we have a couple of outdoor sites, Webtogs and, Dirt, and um, Blackleaf, um, and a couple of equestrian sites, so Derby House um, and Ride Away. Um, but essentially, we, we are a specialist niche retailer, uh, online retailer. Um, and what we do is, 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 is we bring them all into one central hub, so they all benefit from um, economies of scale through um, joined up marketing, joined up warehousing, joined up operations, joined up finance, um, which makes each of those smaller niche websites much, much stronger as a collective, essentially. Um, and me, um, my name's Adam Hall. Um, I'm head of sustainability. Um, and yeah, I, I, I look after all the elements of the business to make us um, as, as sustainable as possible. Um, being an, an, an outdoor website, um, collective of websites, um, the natural world is massively important to our customers. It's massively important to uh, us as a business. But a, a lot, many of our staff are engaged in, in, in the very sports we endorse. So it's, it's crucially important that we are doing our utmost for the environment. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's who we are. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And could you tell us a bit about your purpose and who you work with? Me personally? or, or No, the, the company. The company. And I guess what I'm trying to do is trying to understand, um, you were talking about sustainability and I, and I know from um, working with you how strong and embedded sustainability is in within your organization so what i'm trying to draw out of is where does that come from what's your purpose why you've talked about customers how do you know your customers are um talking about it like where does it come from where's that drive come from well i, I think you, you you'll know it first hand, hand from kite surfing where it's it's our customer base we we are we're providing um our customers with highly technical products so they, they, they and, and fashion product, products too, but and lifestyle products that go with it. But it is the products that people will go out and do the thing that they're passionate about, right? So for you, it would be your your kite surfing kit. You know, it's it's mm. you're you're massively engaged in that. It's 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 got an, an emotional connection to it. And then our, our customers are going out and enjoying these these recreational sports in the great outdoors and. And actually what they're finding is, is as, as you probably do, you know, you step over a tide line of plastic, you know, or, or you're, you're arriving in the mountains for your well-earned week in the snow or weekend or, or whatever. And, and you're finding the snow's rubbish because it's rained in the middle of winter because the climate's breaking down. You know, you're, you're finding that you're, you're taking your horse out on your, your, your favorite trail and it's just completely washed out. And, and actually the horse is, damaged its foot because it, it can't make it up a track or a trail because it's totally washed out because there's too much rain so so we it, we're very much engaged in in the sports that we endorse um 
so much so that we are participants ourselves and we're very well connected with our with our customer base and as are some, many of our brands so that that this whole theme of sustainability flows through that whole lifestyle and and, and through our business so it, it's fundamentally important for us um, it, having said that we are a leader in particularly plastics um, and with your help <laughs> we, we are becoming more so around climate change um, so why do we care about it more well I, I, I guess why are we doing more than, than, than others it, I, I guess it's it's come down to a, a variety of different individuals through, throughout this sustainability journey that we've been on since 2014 um, and it, it I mean it has to start with with Justin Stone who was the, uh, the founder and the CEO of Surfdome, um, who we went for a beach clean one day, and he, he, we literally just had a chat saying, "What are we going to do about this?" Mm. And, um, and and it kind of stemmed from there. And there was a, a CTO at the time called Joe Sims, um, and he was hugely passionate. And they watched the film Trashed. I don't know if you remember the film Trashed mm. by Jeremy Irons. Um, and they were they they were literally like, "We've got to do something about this," um, and. And in a long story short, we, we took really decisive action in 2015 um, and we eliminated 74% of the plastic from our, our own outbound packaging in one quarter. Um, by the end of that year, the whole project was net positive. Um, that's, that's quite a, a long story, but through taking that decisive action, our customer base just hugely reacted to that. The industry reacted to that. Um, the sustainability world reacted to that, and it was we, we literally got the wind in our sails, and it, it, it was it just reaffirmed that we, what we needed to do, and 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 it was just such a positive action that, and it was such a bold action that everything else afterwards has just been meant it's, it's much much easier, mm. um, and we find that our customers hugely react to anything that we do around sustainability. We're finding some of our key brands are, are massively reacting and, and hugely supportive of what we do. And we're growing business with those brands, whereas perhaps they would question whether they should grow with us if we weren't doing that. Mm. So, yeah, and, and, and I mean, if the list goes on of the positivities around it. We, 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 we attract and we maintain great stuff mm. because they want to be involved with a, a business with purpose. Um, okay. But I think essentially... It's come from that. It's come from personal drive within key figureheads within the business. Um, yeah, and, 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 and the ability to do it. We had an operations uh, a manager at the time called Raj, and he was like an eight-lane freeway. Just let's go. Operations managers are, are, are generally brick walls. Um, and that's continued. We've, we've got Dudley Rogers, who's our operations director now, and Ben Rangecroft, who's our operations manager in the warehouse. And they just completely understand it. They've just they've opened their eyes to it. And, and it's, it, it, it all stems from that initial activation that we've really kind of opened up and, 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 and we've appreciated what to do. But it, it's around the, the key element that we keep on bringing back from in a business context, it, it, it's around values driven marketing. Um, and that's something that um, Philip Kotler, a, a, a very, um, very prominent marketer has, has been talking about a lot lately. Um, and that's where businesses are um, diving very deep into the values of their customers. Um, 
and actually those businesses are, are, are being very successful because if a, if a customer can feel that through dealing with a the company they match their values that they know they're in the right place so yeah okay that's really that's really interesting i've got a couple of um questions on the back of that and quite early on you said that you in the in that first quarter in 2015 you reduced your plastic by 75 percent by the end of the year you were net positive can you just help me understand what net positive on plastic packaging means please yeah absolutely so sorry net positive in in, in a financial sense so essentially we the, the, the biggest um the biggest plastic uh baddie we had in our business was the poly bag the poly mailing bag um, as any online business will know, these are super cheap, super efficient, they're waterproof, they protect the product, they're fantastic, they're great, fit for purpose. They're awful for the environment, we all know that. Um, you can't recycle them um, and they just cause havoc. So that equated for just over nine tonnes of, of, of our plastic um, footprint, um, which was the vast majority. I haven't got the percentage of what that was worth, but it, it, would, it would be between 60 and 75%. Now, to revert to paper or cardboard, there was a 110% uplift in price. Um, that just doesn't wash when you go to a financial director. Um, so we had to rethink that whole strategy. Um, and, and what we did is, is, is we took a holistic approach to sustainability. Um, and the first rule of sustainability is you reduce. Uh, if you reduce, you save money. Um, so every other sustainability action that we took that saved us money, we ring-fenced that money and we reinvested it into that 110% more expensive cardboard box. Mm. So in that first year, we sent 2.5 million packages. Um, if you can imagine that cost lift our 110% over those 2.5 million packages, that was horrific. Um, so actually, with all the savings we made, the net cost of that project was only 900 quid. By the end of the year, we were actually sorting our waste so well that we were selling our recycling, um, which actually tipped us into a net positive. Right. So, yeah. But I just want to point out that actually what we're really proud of is it was 74% reduction in plastic at that stage. But in 2019, we reached 99.81% reached plastic free for our unpatching. So we're That's really brilliant. proud of that. That's yeah. brilliant. I should put you in touch with, um, I, know, I know a company that have, a kite surfing company that have tried to minimise their plastic and are struggling to send kites not in plastic because they're shipping them from, say, China, but they've actually got a couple of sites around the world and in the rain and customers want a kite that hasn't been touched and they have struggled not using plastic and working out how to send it. I think it's, I think it's really important to understand how difficult the difficulties you've just, that you've overcome because it's all very well to say you can just swap from one thing to another, but you're battling with so many different um, geographical um, areas of the world and weather patterns whilst shipping things. And so I think, I think that's pretty amazing personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and actually, even those geographical locations, there's, there's operational factors, there's social factors, you mm. know, some of them were, were, from an environmental point of view, there was very clear, don't do this, do this. And a classic one is going from plastic tape to paper tape. 
Mm. Simple. Um, paper tape is cheaper and stronger. Go figure out why anyone's using plastic. Um, <laughs> so, it's, but operationally, um, the tape we chose at the, at the, the, the first, first point, first time, um, the operations team hated it. They hated using it. And, and we had to overcome that. Um, we, we persevered and actually they found it was quicker and they actually began to, it, it was just a managing change. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's just one element and, and actually looking at all of them and, 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 and actually how, um, how stable is the supply chain? That's another point. Um, you know, plastic is just endless. They just pump the stuff out as quickly as cheaply as you want with no problem with the supply chain. Um, that can't be said for every single other material. So yeah. Yeah, there's lots, lots of elements, yeah. Yeah, but it's been a great journey, yeah. So to, just to recap, 99.81% plastic-free uh, from a 94.44% recycled content natural fibre as well. So common criticism, if, if you move away from plastic and you go to natural fibres, is, is there can be deforestation. We've squarely addressed that by using 94.44% recycled materials across our packaging chains yeah it's brilliant it's really really good that's really good and i think the other thing i picked up on that's um just worth a mention to anyone listening is you mentioned your operations director and your operations manager and that just shows that the company has got buy-in across the board which I would hazard a guess makes your life as head of sustainability so much easier because you've got a cohesive approach to um, sustainability and everyone is trying to achieve the same goals. And we've all got different hats um, within a company and to have everyone in different parts actually going, right, okay, in this department, we need to be doing this. It's probably incredibly useful. Yeah, it is, and, and, and it's it, it is a really collaborative team approach, and it's 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 really refreshing because I've in previous lives I've been in situations where you just you're just butting heads the whole time, and it's it's like well I've got this agenda, you've got this agenda, and it's actually no. With the way that we work is 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 you know Dudley will call me up and he'll say Adam, what's the sustainability consideration in this scenario? And that's fantastic, you know, and it's just that that open conversation and actually it's like Adam needs to be in this conversation or he needs to be in this meeting and it's not necessarily my core role but I'm there as a as, as to give that voice for sustainability and, and actually you know it's what what's, what I really respect with 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 what Ben and, and and there's a guy called Chris Martin in our warehouse who's a, another warehouse manager is they know they've got KPIs mm. and I go to them and I ask them to have worse KPIs but mm. they do you know, and, and, and it's, it's known throughout the business, you know, they flag it, they say, look, it's Adam's fault. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they flag it and, um, and, but they know it's, it's, it's core to our business, you know, and, and actually what's really heartening is, it, it, well, I, I won't go into detail, but there's something I didn't have any influence over. And I was like, guys, why, why, why are you using cardboard trays here on the, shed, on the, on the racking? And they're like, because we're a plastic-free company. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have to say anything, you know. I didn't have to kind of go in and, and um, yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's 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 really heartening to 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 be at that that stage now where it's 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 we've gone through the bulk and we've gone through that pain and it's it's now as I think we'll come on to a little bit a little bit later. It's about getting 
accreditation and, and, and certification for this and then really tight starting to turn the screws on, on the, the finer details. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about how you've engaged your staff, suppliers and customers with that mission and purpose? Yeah, so um, I think with, I'm not particularly great at engaging our staff because I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of character that just gets my head down and, and gets on with it. Um, but, you know, the operations team, we, we do do some, some talks in the warehouse to our operations team and, and, um, and, and we produce a lot of videos which, which you know, we, we try and engage them in those videos and, and, and we, you know, we really sing the praises of, of what we've achieved. Um, as far as staff goes, we, we do have things like a sustainability channel, which is very, very, um, very active. Um, you know, we, we do do some internal talks and, and we also have sustainability champions. So they are um, positioned in each of the offices and, and, and they, they essentially help me gather data about those offices, they're, they're the, the people on the ground. And then they, they, you know, they've got a bit of free reign to come up with anything that's, that's specific to their location. Um, so, yeah, I guess around that, essentially you are pre preaching to the converted with our staff because they, you know, they're dealing with a brand. If they're a buyer, they're dealing with a brand who's sustainability, sustainability conscious. You know, if they're in the marketing team, they know that their customers are sustainable, sustainably conscious as well. So they, they're, they're aware already. You know, most of the people are engaged in, in, in some of the sports we endorse. So, so it's, it, it's quite easy on that context. You know, I... I, I do talk to our staff quite a lot through different conferences, which is which is great. But I think where we're really strong is engaging our supply chain, and that's where we 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 are very aware that um, we need to use our, our sphere of influence. You know, it's it's all very well us having a highly sustainable warehouse. Um, you know, carbon reduction strategies and, and plastic reduction strategies, but we're just this one business, you know, in, 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 in one part of a, of, of a country in the world, you know, we, we need to spread that influence. And, and, and we do that through our supply chain. Um, and we do that to our customers as well. So we go in both directions. Um, but through influencing our supply chain, we see the biggest opportunity. Um, so we have um, something called a delivery policy that, um, that actually has a whole section on the materials they can send us, so the packaging materials. Um, and as far as we can tell, when we launched that back in 2018, it was the first of its kind, certainly in, a, in our industry at least, um, and anywhere else that we could find really. But it, 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 was, it, it was a best practice guide, so we wanted it to be very collaborative, very practical, very pragmatic, and, and a useful tool for these businesses, not just a statement that if you send us plastic, we're going to find you. You know, it had to be a tool that actually we knew would uh, make meaningful change. So it's a delivery policy for every single element that they send us, from, from the swing tags that you find in the back of your shirt through to how a pallet's delivered, you know, and everything in between. And it's a traffic light system, so... Um, the red zone is will no longer accept it. Things like black plastic wrap for a pallet because you can't really recycle it. Coloured tape um, on, on those pallets. You know, we no longer uh, accept plastic tape on boxes. Um, you know, little metal eyelets on, on, on your swing tag because you're, you're blending materials and it's difficult to recycle. So it, the red zone is, is a no. The, the orange zone is, is, is minimum accepted. And then there's a green zone, which we actually... Um, 
we want to aim for. And, and, and it's a live document, so we update it and we put in new recommendations as, as we find them and as, as they go. So that's, that went down really well, and, and we've used a very collaborative approach with delivering that in the fact that we um, invited all of our 800 brands into a, a warehouse day um, and we, we asked the operations team to be very quiet as we put on a presentation for the day and, and um, we delivered that delivery policy um, and, and we explained in person why that was important to us. And as I explained it, I pushed up a, a bale of plastic and I pushed up a, a huge chunk of, of, of hangers and I was like, Look, we can't, we can't keep on going like this. We need to start reducing these, these elements. And that went down really well, really, really well. Um, it was overwhelmingly positive. Um, and brands would often say to us that we knew we had to do something. We weren't entirely sure what to do. You've given us a guide and you're one of our major customers and you've given us the, the, the short, sharp boot to get this going. So that was really great. One of my favorite comments was that one of, one of our biggest brands said, if we change for you, we're gonna have to change for everyone. <laughs> um, so that's on the plastic front but we also um, which I'm really excited and, and I know that Green Element are, are very much involved in this too um, is, is the POW Pledge um, one of our charity partners Protect Our Winters um, UK, go check them out um, we, we, we've been one of their partners from the, the get go um, and uh, I've worked very closely with them so much so that I'm now a trustee of the charity as well which is, which is great um, but it's, it, we, we've developed a power pledge, and this is around climate change, and it's an, an eight pledge um, system, which is, again, very practical, very pragmatic, and it's very lightweight, but it's, it's, it's almost like a, your entry point, your, your starting point, your, your guide to set your, your climate, um, your positive climate actions um, going forward. So we, we're going to launch that in September, um, and that'll be launched to all our 800 brands where we're going to be strongly recommending they take that as well to, um, to, to, to really make some positive impact. So, so from that point of view, we, we, we're trying to influence our brands and the industry as much as we possibly can, you know, using our position and our sphere of influence to influence the, the brands. And we're also on the other way trying to influence our customers. Um, and what we do is we have things like a sustainable gear listing um, which is just a listing full of products that have sustainability attributes to try and encourage our customers to make more sustainable choices. So that encourages us to, to push brands to make more and, 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 and do more. Um, and then we have sustainable um, gear drop-down searches as well. So if you want to only search for an organic tea, you can do that. Um, so it's just trying to influence both in both directions you know us being the the, the conduit if you like between a brand and a, and a retail as well a customer so yeah that's 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 where we influence and i, I think to answer your question we're not i'm not so great at in, uh, of engaging with staff but we, we are very strong at engaging with our, with our brands i think by pure virtue of the fact that you've got engagement across your um companies um means that you probably are quite good at engaging your staff um but when it comes to running an ethical and sustainable business what would you say has been the biggest struggle so far and can you tell us tell us a bit about how you've overcome it yeah i, I you know what i, I think it is communication hmm. um, and, and i think that's you know i as you probably can tell already i i, I tend to 
talk about lots of different angles and I'm, I'm, I, I need to learn to condense and just stick to key messaging because there's a few things that we've learned over time that you, you have to almost go with a one, two, three approach because that's mm -hmm. instantly communicatable. It's digestible. Um, and I think that's always been our challenge is, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of complexities and terminologies around sustainability that, not everybody gets and, and, and if you start rattling off um, percentages and figures and, and, and people can switch off and, and if you start having complicated messaging so that that was always difficult was communicating to our brands you know communicating to uh, the operations on the teams on the ground and um, you know even communicating with the with the, the marketing teams on, on what we've actually achieved so I think that's that's always been a challenge for us is 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 but particularly around communicating to our brands about what we want to achieve because that that communication can be very very disjointed you know you can be dealing with um a sales rep for a brand who you know they've got a different agenda entirely um so actually breaking through that communication of me to our buyer to their sales rep to their operations team you know that's that's a challenge and actually you know that that message can be distorted through each of those people so that's always been a challenge for us um yeah okay yeah could you offer one piece of advice for our listeners that could help them with their purpose and if so what would that be yeah yeah i, I mean i've thought about this and, and i think it's it's really simple um it's it's it, it's just a pause you know, for everything you do, and, and even in your daily life, if you just pause and, 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 and just give yourself a few seconds to actually think, okay, is this the most sustainable choice? Should, should I be looking at more sustainable options? And if you just give yourself that pause in every decision that you make, um, you'll give yourself time to consider and actually just, okay, I'm just gonna have a quick look and see what other sustainable alternatives there are. And, and consider them, you know, and, and, and actually implement them. Yeah, and before you know it, you'll 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 be making changes in everything you do. Um, you know, it's, it's it's when you go to a restaurant or go out to eat, or you know, it's oh, do I really need to buy something that's wrapped in plastic? Probably not. Let's just mm -hmm. go in the corner. You know, and it's the same in a in a business context. You know, you you you're going to buy into. Um, a certain range or you're going to buy into a product line or, or, or you're going to invest as, as a financial institution in, in, in X, Y, or Z, just pause, you know, is, and, and then ask yourself, is, is, is that the right thing to do? Mm. You know, and, and, and I think so pause and just always do the right thing. Just mm. always do the right thing just, and, and, and try and do the right thing and everything else falls into place then. You, everyone will see that you're doing the right thing. Everyone will want to be a part of you. Everyone will want to work for your business. Everyone will want to buy from your business. Mm. You know, everybody wants a piece of, of people that are doing the right thing. It's, it, yeah. yeah. I like so, it. so pause and, and do the right thing. I like it. When it comes to reducing your environmental impact and carbon footprint of your business, what would you say your biggest challenge was or frustration? Yeah, I guess um, I guess that's it, it, it's been around collecting data. Really, that's that's as far as the carbon reporting goes. 
it's that's always been the most difficult part for us as has been um either going to one of our many landlords or or, or trying to decipher um old spreadsheets that weren't our own and, and actually trying to claw that data from different places and that's 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 been probably one of the biggest challenges um on, a, on, on the carbon side you know we're, we're very fortunate actually that we've got a um a highly sustainable warehouse it's it's um it's just outside the top one percent um most sustainable buildings in the country according to the briam rating um and that actually comes with uh, a system called fabric and that's a that's a building management system which will tell me if a plug socket's been turned on in the building um and it, it tells me everything at a touch of a button and that is phenomenal because i just download that data off we go we know exactly what's going on in that warehouse but with other buildings, it's, it's trying to go through a building manager and trying to claw that data out. And then sometimes it's completely different from month to month. So that's that's a challenge. And I think I think that's across the board with, with most people. So, you know, one thing that I, I think we all need to start working towards is standardization of, of that, that, that type of data, because it's quite complex trying to pull it all apart. Um, and I think from the plastic side, um, that's um, that's kind of complex in in the sense that there's so many alternatives out there. I think the subject has matured considerably over the last uh, two or three years. It's a very fast-moving um, sustainability subject, and some of the alternative materials, you know, there's pitfalls and there's they're, they're, they're sometimes worse. You know that. I mean, the OXO additive bags, they're horrific for the environment, but they were dubbed as the, the solution. Um, it's an additive that just breaks the, the bag into smaller and smaller pieces. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's that, that was a challenge. And I think, for me, it, it, it took me in 2015, um, probably about six months before I really started to form um, an educated... Uh, opinion and decision on on the materials we should be using um, we're very confident in what we've chosen now um, but what I'm finding consistently when we deal with all those 800 brands is I'm still having to have those same conversations that we went through in 2015 um, and I think that's that's one of the complexities um, and actually what you find with both of those elements is is they they bog you down from actually tackling the physical problem itself. You know, data gathering, I could spend that time in, 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 in sourcing renewables or, or, or working out an energy efficiency plan and, and reducing our energy or, 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 or flipping out contracts to renewable energy, you know, with, with, with sourcing all those different, or trying to figure out what those different plastic options are or alternatives are, actually, if, if we had that at hand, um, we could just do it, you know, and, and I think that's, that is a, that's a challenge for the small to medium sized businesses. You know, we are, we are just short of a hundred million pound turnover business. So we're, we're not huge. We're not small. Um, but there is very little guidance for the, the, our size and, 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 and below around plastics, around, um, um, carbon reporting, you know, the, the big guys, they have the Ellen MacArthur Foundation for 
plastics and the new plastic economy. You know, the mega corporates, you can sign up and, and have endless amounts of gardens from those guys who are fantastic at that. They really are. Um, and if, you, if you've got the money, you can have um, a lot of assistance around your carbon um, reporting and put about building management systems in place. But for the small to mediums, it's, it, it is complex, it's difficult, and you, 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 do have to, you do have to try and figure out yourself. Mm. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about how you approach environmental management and carbon footprinting within Internet Fusion? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's quite guerrilla. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we are, at our heart, we are an action sports retailer. Uh, an outdoor retailer, you know, and, and our customers, they, they, they go out and they take action. Um, and that is the lifeblood of what we do. And, and for us, up until this point, pretty much, or this year, we've been all about taking action. So we uh, have avoided getting bogged down in um, a lot of reporting. Um, we've avoided getting bogged down in a lot of certification and um, awards and we, we've just avoided that and actually what we've done is just gone right okay we need to sort this out and, and the classic example is getting rid of 74 percent of plastic in 2015 you know getting up to 99.81 percent plastic free now we've just taken action we've seen a problem and we've taken action um, we've done our research because i know a lot of people will be sitting there going oh but you can't just have a knee-jerk reaction no we, we've looked into what we should do mm. but we've just gone ahead and done it and, and it's the same with um we quadrupled our solar pv systems in 2019 it was all about taking action um our recycling facilities in our warehouse we hit 94.04 percent recycling rates in our warehouse we're a zero to landfill organization so we we all those elements, I've got it written down here. Last year, we um, we were run, even though a lot of the buildings we don't run, um, all the buildings we do run are on 100% biogas and 100% renewable electricity. But across the whole group, we were run on 90.09% renewable electricity. 20% um, of our, our electricity came from the solar we put on. So we, we've just been about taking action and it's, it's yeah. it, it, it's big, bold action that is meaningful and it makes a difference. Mm. And, and now we're in that stage that we've got this, this, this fantastic platform, you know, as I said, our warehouse is, is, is about as sustainable as it can get. Um, it's, it's a phenomenal, great, big gray box. I love it. <laughs> I get very excited about it. Mm. Um, it. We've got this baseline and, and now we're in that phase where I think we, we're, our, our, our approach is, is maturing and it's changing and, and we're beginning to monitor and, and, and actually start recording what we're doing and, and it's exactly what we're doing with, with you Will at, at Green Element with, mm. um, with your, your compare your footprint platform for carbon reporting you know we, we, we now need to get this recorded get this great work that we've done recorded and start getting these certifications and start getting these accreditations for what we've done to make it more official so in an aim that actually that will bolster our argument when we go to the brands and say hey look you know you know that we've done stuff we told you about it but actually it's now verified um so join us and and, and let's really start moving and i think once we've gone through that stage it's then about turning the screws 
and it's it's the finer details and it's 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 all the the hard to reach parts that we can really start you know making a difference mm. um so yeah I, I think you know our, our, our strategy has been um um what's the word it's not not by the rule book it's um it's it's literally just being we need to do something and and i think that's that's kind of been really good for us because um we got wind in our sails you know we got the support of our customers through it and and i think that's 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 if anybody asked me if if they should do that and, and how their strategy should look I, you've always got this balance of of, of what's going to be popular so you get longevity in your project. And then what is the biggest impact on the environment? What's the biggest limiting impact on your on the environment? And, and for us, unfortunately, both of those came together. Um, it was very popular what we did and we, we, we really limited our impact. And I, and I think that's, that's just driven us forward ever since. So yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's been, hasn't been by the rule book. It's not your traditional sustainability um, strategy i've got one final question to ask you and it's understanding whether you've got any advice or learning that you'd like to share with anyone listening to the podcast on your journey and becoming more sustainable yeah yeah well i, I think it's it is it, it you know we, we've touched on it before i think there's that whole point of pausing and and, and just do the right thing Mm. Um, if you're in a position the whole point of sustainability is to do the right thing so if, if you aren't if you're cheating yourself and, and trying to go for the cheaper option or or going for a 10% reduction or you know no one's going to thank you you know mm. the, the CEO is just going to be like well, well done you've got 10% your customers are never going to be queuing up at the floor or because you've reduced by 10%, you know, it's, it's, so, so, you know, it's, it, the times now we know we're all aware of the damage we're doing to the planet. We, we, it's time for bold action. You know, there's, it's no time for greenwash. Just, just don't do it, but just do the right thing. Just, you know, in every decision you make is you can look at it, you go, the financial implications or or uh, this is going to really affect operations or it's like no you're you are as a sustainability professional you are the conscience of that business to do your job you know and and it, even if that is tough even if you have to look at someone and just go it's just not right we just we just can't do that you know i get it you know, and, and just keep on going because that's, that's what you're there to do. That's what you're, that's why you've been brought into the business to do that. So just deliver that no matter how hard that is and, and admit it to everybody else and say, look, I, you've got, this is what you've got me to do. So, so do the right thing. Um, but I also think, um, is, is you've always got that trade off with, with any strategy that I just said about, and, and that's, um, achieving things that are, are popular, you know that that actually the business will react to your your customer base will react to you know sometimes it is wise to do that so you get longevity in your project um there may and you trade that off about with the biggest impact you can have on the environment um as i said fortunately both of those were the same for me but that's that's a bit of a perfect storm and it's not the case for every business yeah. um but i i just think um yeah you've got to you've got to figure out 
what what that looks like because if, if, if you start working on the nitty-gritty that nobody really notices that you, you're doing it you, your customers aren't reacting the business isn't reacting but you're doing lots of hard work and you're doing some, some great stuff that nobody notices then people will start questioning the project so you always have to balance those kind of heavy hitting popular efforts to give you longevity to perhaps then deal with the nitty-gritty later um, yeah, it's, it, there's no silver bullet there, but it's it's about, I, I think it's always trying to find that balance. Um, yeah, because if you went straight in and, I, I don't know, an example, but you said, look, we can no longer deal with a, a material source and, and 75% of the business was based on that material source, you know, it's, it's not going to be a popular decision. You know, you need to build up that upsurge of, of um, support with, internally and externally before you go for those, those painful questions a bit later on so yeah i think that that's that's always a bit of advice um brilliant but yeah, just do the right thing brilliant yeah. well, what's the best way that we can connect with you and learn more um uh well with me personally you can you can drop me a line up on linkedin um um if you want to know um who the business is um the best place to look for us is internetfusion.co.uk um, and then you'll see all the different uh, websites that we have. Um, the best way that you can engage with what we do um, would be to support the activations that we do around sustainability. Um, and I'd say that with any business, you know, if you see a business making a genuine effort, just support it, you know, mm. because that's, that's, that's going to mean that that continues and they'll do another activation and they'll do more and more and more. So the classic example that we have in our equestrian business, um, we, we developed or the equestrian team developed a, a, the world's first, as far as we can tell, we couldn't find one anywhere else. <laughs> the world's first PFC free horse rug, um, which has gone brilliantly. It, it, and, and there was nothing on the market before. Who knew that the market would react to that? Nobody knew because nobody put anything out. Um, so support those things, you know, and, and we're going to do phase two, which is going to be made PFC free and made out of recycled plastic bottles. So support that, you know, if, if, if you, and it's again, it's that pause situation, isn't it? I'm going to buy a horse rug, pause. Is there a sustainable alternative? There is. I'm going to support that because that's, that's where change comes from. And it's the same, we've, we've got um, a really good initiative that's just, um, the trial's just come to an end and we're going to continue, but it's um, in partnership with um, Patagonia um, and we have been removing the poly bags from their products before they go to their, their customers and, and making sure that they're recycled. Um, and that means that our customers not only get the plastic-free packaging that we put it in, but the product, the brand's product that goes into that packaging, that plastic is removed also. Um, so again, support that. You know, if you see these things in, in any business, just just pause and think, yeah, that's 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 I need to support that with my my hard-earned money, basically. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Cheers, Adam. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for being on the podcast. Um, really, really useful and really, really interesting. And I hope everyone found it as interesting as I did. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for that. Brilliant. Thanks for having me. No, I really appreciate it. And, and, and thanks so much for um, Green Elements um, support with uh, our carbon reporting software. Um, 
um, compare your footprint. And also, thanks so much for Green Element for uh, supporting our charity partners, Protect Our Winters, and actually supporting the pledge, which will come out in, mm. in, in September as well. So it's, um, it just goes to show that, you know, you're trying to work in your field to do good, but you are actually physically doing good as well by supporting charities and so on. So, yeah, thank you so much too. No worries. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. We've learned loads. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Today we've got Adam Hall from Internet Fusion on the podcast. Um, as a caveat, I've actually known Adam for a few years now and have got to know him through a variety of means as chairman of the British Car Sports Association and also as um, through Green Element and our network and we're actually working for them on um, their carbon reporting as well but I think it just dawned on uh, two of us that actually they are doing so much good and they are such an amazing company why aren't we talking to them on our podcast um, so here we are but better late than ever but um, yeah I hope you enjoy it it was a brilliant podcast thank you <laughs>